Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. G'day, my name's Emma and I am the founder of Pippin Girl. Do you have a teen girl in your life? Mamas, dads, sisters, aunties, teachers, counsellors, youth workers, we are talking to you. Pippin Girl is a platform and publication passionate about providing fair dinkum, wonderful resources to empower you and that bright young girl in your life as you navigate the beautiful, sometimes hairy, journey to womanhood. We cover anatomy, puberty, health, body image, relationships, but most of all encourage your girl to treasure and take care of that remarkable body of hers. Join us in creating a healthier world for the next generation of girls. Jump on our website, www.pippingirl.com.au to check out our cool, fun and pretty resources or follow us on Instagram to find out more about who we are. Have a good one, lovely, and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, happy Friday. Welcome to another Parenthood episode. It's Renee here. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And yes, I know we just played that Pip and Girl ad. Guys, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Make sure that you get onto that. Go and have a look amazing. Emma and the team are doing such an incredible job. Okay. Highlight of my week. I thought it was so funny this week. Someone sent me this Instagram, um, of this influencer mum who she was so gorgeous. She's got like this 18 year old who was throwing the biggest tanty and this mum just let loose on Instagram. Mind you, I thought she was very calm and very patient, but she's like, I tried everything. I tried the breathing techniques and I tried calming down and I tried giving him this choice and that choice and I tried validating his feelings. And she by the end just like, none of it worked. None of it worked. And in the end, this poor mum completely gave up and the kid missed out on his doctor's appointment because she couldn't get him to walk to the car. And anyway, this person that sent it to me was like, Renee, I think she needs your podcast. (laughs) So love it when you guys send me stuff. Also, I love, love, love it when you guys... um, uh, subscribe and rate Girl Next Door on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. If people can keep doing that, even written reviews, so many of you have done that and I really, really appreciate it. It just helps, you know, with the algorithms to keep us up there, which is amazing. Um, and I know so many people are sharing the podcast. So many more people are coming in than ever before into my feed saying, hey, my friend shared this with me. I've just discovered you. I love it. So I'm so glad that it's helping so many of you. Okay. What are we going to talk about today? All right. I want to talk to you about something. Honestly, I think I say this every week that this really helped my parenting or changed my parenting, but seriously, this is another one that really is a mind-blowing, easy thing to do, but will change your mornings. And that is what I want to talk about today. The morning routine, the morning routine, getting out the door with little ones is not easy, particularly at the school age. And particularly the more kids you have, it seems to be like, oh my gosh, it just gets harder and harder to coordinate everyone and get them out the door. So something I've probably forgot about actually that I did, but that I haven't shared with you guys before is I used to write articles for an Australian website called singlemum.com.au. And I was actually known, this is actually quite funny, but I was known on there, my kind of pen name, I guess, was the organized mummy. Um, So you can go and have a look, go and Google this yourself, look up single mom 
uh, Australia, Renee Bennett, and all of these articles will come up that I did. Um, so here's a few of them. I'll just share with you some of the ones that I did because I only probably did about 10 in the end and then I kind of got a bit busy. But I did things like holidaying with the family on a budget, um, nutritious lunchbox and snack ideas, helping kids and parents survive homework, organizing end of year school chaos and preparing your child for their first year of school and on and on. Anyway, go and have a look. But one of the most popular articles that I did is what I want to talk to you about today. And I called it, it was called getting out of the door in the morning, still smiling. Um, so this is an idea that I adopted once I had all three kids at school. And honestly, the morning routine, the whole morning thing was driving me crazy trying to get out the door with three kids. Now at this stage, when I thought of this idea, they were all in primary school. And the idea probably did come to me because I am a teacher. And look, for those of you that are teachers, I know that you will laugh and smile when I say our best friends in teacher world are charts. Uh, I think every teacher I know owns a, um, a laminator. I think every teacher I know who owns lots of big pieces of cardboard, contact, label makers, blue tack, they're all our best friends. So I had all of these things in my house and my teacher brain went to work uh, because I found myself in the mornings a bit like a record on repeat and no doubt that you are listening to me going, yep, that's me because I was trying to give all three of my kids the same instructions, but over and over and over, and not just to all three of them at once, but to all three of them individually. Have you packed your bag? Have you brushed your teeth? Why isn't your bed made? Put your shoes on. And I would find myself ranting and raving and getting really impatient. And then of course, I'd make the final call like, okay, guys, in the car in five minutes. And of course, there was always one, usually the same one, always the same one. <laughs> I don't think I need to name this one. When I needed them to be out in the car and they were never ready. So I would do things like rev the engine really loud. If I was really mad, I'd toot the horn. Often I would start reversing so they could hear me, so that they would freak out, so they'd quickly run out the door. And then we'd get into the car, I'd be stressed, they'd be stressed. And then of course, usually we, usually halfway up the road, one of them would be like, oh mum, it's swimming day and I forgot my bathers or, oh my gosh, it's library day and I forgot my library book or I forgot my $1 coin for cupcake day or whatever it was. Uh, or the classic, I don't have my hat today. Please mum, can we turn around and get it? Because no hat, no play. So usually I'm a pretty quick learner. This didn't go on for too long. And I realized very quickly, this is not how I want my everyday to go for the next 12 plus years that I have to drive these kids to school for lots of reasons. And one of them is the start of the day. It really does set the tone for the rest of the day. And I felt terrible that the kids were going to school with a stressful, peaceless atmosphere and, you know, I didn't want to be that shouting, ranting, raving record on repeat mum. I wanted us to enjoy every part of the day. I wanted us to enjoy our mornings. I wanted us to enjoy our drive to school. 
But I also realized on the flip side of that, that I was not actually teaching them to take personal responsibility. And if you haven't guessed by now from listening to me, I'm really big on, you know, whether I'm talking leadership or whether I'm talking parenting about teaching young people, teaching our kids, and of course us ourselves taking personal responsibility. And I knew that by me reminding my kids every instruction, every step of the way in the morning, that I was not teaching them to take personal responsibility for themselves. And uh, and I just thought, you know, at what stage do I start teaching that? Like, how old are they going to be? And I just don't think any, you know, I think even when they're young, we can teach them personal responsibility. Also, I realized I'm one human. And let me let all of you mums or dads, whoever does the morning routine off the hook here, you know, we need to give ourselves a bit of um, a bit of kudos, I guess. We can't be responsible for three or four or however many other human beings and remember every single detail. So if you feel like you're failing in that, it's like, hello, that's because one person is just too much for us to do that. So we need to start teaching responsibility, sharing the load. And I realized I have to change the game here. So what I did next literally changed the game. It was literal heaven in the mornings in my house after I did this, and we actually ended up thoroughly enjoying our mornings and thoroughly enjoying our drive to school. Okay, so in fact, I thought I have to tell you this because you guys are going to laugh at this. You are not going to believe this, but this is how much we enjoyed our drive to school in the mornings after this. I remember one day... My kids had all jumped in the car and I, I'd left my driveway and I'd gone about two streets away and I was kind of driving around a bend in our road and the kids and I were laughing our heads off. Like we were cackling about something. I can't even remember. As I'm kind of going around the corner and I was not speeding, by the way, a cop car came the other way, which is really unusual. Like they never are in the back streets near my house. Anyway, they were going the other way and there we are laughing our heads off. And I remember quickly looking at the speedo because I thought, oh my gosh, am I speeding? And I wasn't, I was not, I was doing 50. Maybe that is a bit fast around the corner. Anyway, I think maybe the cops thought that I was drunk because they pulled me over. They turned around and pulled me over and then breath tested me. And I'm like, I promise you, I did not drink, but I'm like, seriously, I think apparently there are a lot of mums out there, apparently, so I've heard, um, that do drink a lot at nighttime, and so they still have alcohol in the morning, <laughs> and they thought, they must have thought that that was me, but I'm like, I promise you, I don't, I don't even drink, I don't even like alcohol. Anyway, there you go. So you can be like me too, I guess, laughing around the corner with your kids, kidding. All right, so what did I do? Okay, so let me just say this you are going to want to stop the podcast right now or get into your car, mums, dads, grandparents, if you have to go to the news agent. If you don't already have this in your house, and if you're a teacher, you will have this in your house. You will need to go and get a large piece of cardboard, double-sided Velcro. You can get that in the supermarket, some contacts, some blue tacks, some textures, anything to do with crafty, crafty stuff. Okay. So what did I do? Yes, guys. I did a morning chart, but it wasn't just any morning chart. No, I called it my get up and go chart. Okay. The get up and go chart. Let me explain what I did. Now, 
you can get as creative with this as you like. Get the kids helping you with this and making it with you because if they're a part of it, they'll be even more excited about it. I promise you they're going to love this and you're going to love it even more. So what I did is I thought about what's every job in the morning that the kids have to do from the second that they get up to the second they get in the car. And I wrote down a list of everything. Okay. So you write down what suits you, but this was my list. These are all the things that my kids had to do. So they had to make their bed. They had to get their own breakfast, brush their teeth, put on their uniform, pack their lunch, pack their bag, including anything they'd need for the day, like, you know, hat, library, swimming, whatever, put and put their shoes on. That's kind of the list. So now I'm going to explain to you how I made this, but I feel like a picture is worth a thousand words. So I'm actually going to put a picture of this chart on my stories all week for you to go and have a look at. Okay. Please don't mock me (laughs) because when you look at this, It's like the most basic chart. Just remember, I did this like, I don't know, eight years ago or something like that. But it is not fancy, but I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be fancy. Just you will feel better when you see my lack of art skills here because you'll be like, okay, cool. It doesn't have to look fancy for it to work. Okay, so this is what I did. All of those jobs, I wrote them across the top of the chart from left to right. And I didn't just write a word, by the way, I also added in a picture because Ashton couldn't read at the time. So, you know, where it had brushed teeth, I also had a picture of a toothbrush. Where it said get dressed, I also had a picture of someone with clothes on, etc. All right, so that's across the top from left to right. Then down the left-hand side from top to bottom, I wrote each of the kids' names, okay? So it would have been Georgia and then Liam and Ashton whatever order, whatever kids you've got. Now, next to each kid's name, I then drew like a road. So each kid had their own little path or road that also went from left to right. So are you kind of visualizing this? I hope you can kind of, if not, go to my stories, go have a look. So across the top with the jobs, down the side with their names, and then each child had a road from left to right. Then Each of my kids made their own little badge that we were going to move along as they went from job to job. Okay. So this is where they can go for it and get creative. So I had a look, Liam did like an alien, Ashton did a racing car, George's, I kept blowing it up and I'm like, I still have no idea what she did. I think it looks like a row of birds or something. Anyway, on the back of each child's little, little badge, um, I put some of the double-sided Velcro, just half of that Velcro. And then along each road for each child, there was more Velcro underneath each job. Okay. Does that make, does that make any sense to you? So if you can imagine, if we just think of, um, George's row, for example, so George's little badge was on the left with Velcro. And then as she did each job, she would move it along. So underneath the make your bed would be a bit of Velcro. Then underneath brush your teeth, there was a piece of Velcro on her road, then etc. all the way across. Okay. If you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, go, go to my stories and have a look. Okay. So what would happen each morning? This is life-changing guys. I promise you is the kids would take their badge and they were the ones responsible to move it from job to job as they completed each one. So for us, for example, the first one was to make their bed. So when that was done, 
So they would, they would get their little badge and they would put it underneath, make your bed. And then they'd go away and make their bed. Then they'd come back and they'd move it along to the next little bit of Velcro. And the picture on top of that was, um, for example, get dressed. So then they'd go and get dressed. Then when they finished that, they'd come back and they'd move it to the next one until every single job was done. And they kept moving it. And guys, I'm t- I promise you, this is life-changing because you don't have to be telling them a million things anymore. Have you brushed your teeth? Have you made your bed? Have you packed your lunch? The chart does it for you. I promise you this works. And you can do this with kindergarten children, by the way. Like you can do it with little kids because all you need to do is pictures. They're very clued, clued in. It only takes a couple of days to train them. So by the end, when all they were at the end when their little badge for Ashton say it was the car had moved all the way to the end because they'd finished all of the jobs down the bottom on the right hand side I had a picture of a car and again please don't laugh when you see my car because it looks hilarious but on the car were also three pieces of velcro so when they had done all their jobs they would just move their badge to the picture of the car down the bottom. And that meant that they were ready for school. That meant I've done every single job along my road. Now I'm ready for school. Now, if their badge was sitting in that car, which meant that they were ready, guess what? They now had some free time and they were allowed to play with whatever they wanted to until it was time to leave, except of course they couldn't make a mess for me to have to clean up. So they earn free playtime if they were organized. But the thing is, there's no playtime until then. So it's not like, no, you can't get up in the morning and play. You can't play halfway in between your jobs. As soon as you get up, straight to the chart, straight to the get up and go, move it along. And then when you've finished, you have earned yourself free playtime. So our mornings were so much better. Not only did we all have peace and calm, but each one of my kids learned because of this chart to be responsible for themselves. Now, the funny thing was, obviously, one of my children was more organized than another, but it just meant that it really motivated them. Like if the not so organized child wanted some free playtime, it really motivated them to do their jobs a bit quicker so that they could have some playtime. Now, they also had to remember their own like library bags, swimming gear, sports day, hats, etc. Okay, not me. I took that responsibility off myself and I put it onto them. Now, I had another, okay, you're going to laugh. You're going to think, was my whole house full of charts? Yes, it was (laughs) when the kids were younger. I did have another chart on the fridge, which helped them to remember what they had on that day. That was just one I bought off the internet. That was like Monday through to Friday and then each child's name. And then it had like library day, sport day, et cetera. So they'd run and check that chart just to see if they had something on. But kids, kids remember pretty quickly what day of the week it is and what they have on, on what day. Okay. And it didn't take them too long for them to get the swing. All right. So parents, can I tell you this? You're going to love me for this. You might be annoyed with me for telling you, but you will love me in the long run. Stop rescuing your kids. Okay. No turning the car back if they forgot their library bag. 
No turning the car back if they forgot their play, their hat, because you feel so sorry for them because they won't be able to play today. They have to take the consequence of these things in order for them to learn. And you will never teach them to be responsible for themselves. Let me tell you, I have young adults in the academy all the time who cannot get their assignments in on time because nobody taught them to be responsible for themselves when they were younger. It does not do our kids a service when they're older if we do not teach them right from when they're young to take responsibility. And I see it all the time. I can tell you the kind of household the kids grew up in, the students in our academy grew up in just from looking at that. All right. Another thing, let me just leave you with this last little um, bit of advice that you're also going to love. You're going to think I'm your best friend today. Okay. Another thing that happens all the time is that kids tend to lose things at school. They lose their jumpers. They lose their lunch boxes. They lose their hats. It's really annoying when they lose their shoes because, you know, hello, it's a little bit harder, you know, can't really go to school without your shoes on. Um, Kids lose things all the time. And if you don't have a lot of money, that can be really, really annoying because it's, you know, expensive to replace some of this stuff. So do you want to know the cure? Do you want to hold on to your hats, guys? Let me tell you the cure for children that lose things. And again, this worked a treat. This is what I used to say to my kids. I will buy you what you need, lunchbox, jumper, hat, whatever it is, I will buy you what you need once. But if you lose it, you have to buy it yourself with your pocket money. If you lose your lunchbox, guess what? You have to go to the IGA with me and pay to get a new one. Your hat, if you lose it, I will walk you to the uniform shop and we will take out your pocket money and you will buy a new one. This worked so well in my household I, from memory, don't think my kids ever lost a thing. Or if they did, which I do know they lost their hats a couple of times, they were quite in, in um, what do you call it, ingenious or in, I always forget that word when they come up with, with a creative idea. Um, they knew my word was my word. They trusted my word so much and that I would do what I said that I did that, and they knew, they knew if they lost something that they would have to buy. And I'm talking, if it was a $60 jumper, they knew if mum said it, I will have to buy myself a $60 jumper. So the only thing that I know my boys lost a few times was their hat, but what they would do is they would go to lost property and then they would find a hat that was in the lost property that didn't have a name on it and then bring it home. And I must say, they didn't tell me I'd work it out when I washed it. I'd be like, this is not quite as new as the hat that you had. But anyway, (laughs) at least they thought of something. So there you go. I promise you that will cure your kids. And I think other than that, my children did not lose anything because they knew that I would follow through. Now you might say, hang on, I've got a five-year-old that earns like $2 a week or something like that. How can they afford to pay for something? Well, you can get them to pay in other ways like jobs. So for example, if they lose, you know, I don't know their jumper, you might say, okay, for the next um, 10 times you have to do whatever, or five times you need to feed the dog for five days in a row. Just do something where they know they have to earn that. All right. It teaches them to be responsible. I promise you. And I've got kids to this day. They all look after their things. So I hope that's helped you. 
I hope that you can kind of visualize what I'm talking about, but if not, I, like I said, will put this up on my stories. Please don't judge me. You will see how basic my chart looks, but it will probably encourage you that you don't have to be super flashy or fancy. In fact, my kids saw a picture the other day of this chart. We were all having a bit of a laugh about it and they were like, are you serious, mum? Is that all the chart was? I remember it. I remember it being better than that because like I said, they loved this chart. They were so excited about moving their badge along each morning. And maybe too, you can try different kind of rewards at the end. Like maybe you can say, hey, if you do this every day this week and mum does not have to remind you once about anything this week and you do the get up and go chart, then on Friday, I'll take you, I don't know, to Zarafas for hot chocolate. I don't know, whatever, whatever's a treat for your kids. Um, so this is my challenge to you. This is what I'd love you to do. I challenge you to go and make up your own get up and go chart and then I'd love for you to send me a photograph, um, DM me in my Instagram, send me a copy that I could share. And I thought that would be really cool. We can share each other's get up and go charts. I wonder if anyone will do it. I know there will be. I know there'll be people out there that will go, I did it. And this is my chart. And I have no doubt it will look better than mine. Anyway, there is my advice to you today. Get up and go chart and how to stop your kids from losing their things. I hope that helps you this week. I hope you had a bit of a laugh along with me and I hope that you have the most wonderful week and I really look forward to being back with you on Wednesday. So I'll see you then. Bye.